Thank you for downloading this episode of the Mac Report Podcast. This episode is brought to you by our subscribers over at themacreport.com. Their support allows us to bring you our coverage of Merrimack Athletics. If you are a subscriber, I thank you. And if you're interested in becoming a subscriber and gaining access to all of our coverage, head on over to themacreport.com today and sign up. If you don't want to subscribe but still want to support us, please rate and review our podcast over on Apple Podcasts. Once again, thank you to our subscribers for making our coverage possible. And now, on to this week's episode. Can I just give get, uh, that, that, I just, you know, something, get off my chest. You know, that, that technical foul, um, I think, and I think it's a little bit of a problem in college basketball when you come and play these games. Um, you know, I, and I'm not saying by any means, I, I, I'm the 10th of the coach of, of Dan Hurley or Greg McDermott or some of these guys in a two-point game, in a Big East game. There's, there's no way that guy is calling that. Right? And then he wouldn't even give me the decency to speak to him after the game. And I'm going to tell you guys, that's why you see all these upsets in the NCAA tournament. Because these guys are spoon-fed fed at some calls in these non-league games. And then all of a sudden, you get on the neutral floor. If that was a national CBS game, Georgetown versus Merrimack, with the whole world watching, that guy ain't calling that foul. Right? He ain't call. I wiped my hands and threw a towel over my shoulder. Right? I'm not the tallest guy in the world. If I threw it low, it probably ends up not in the chair. Right, and I just thought for him to do that and, and take the game out of the kids' hands was um, very unfortunate. And I hope people see this because it's it's really why you see upsets because because of things like that. That was Merrimack men's basketball coach Joe Gallo, who went viral yesterday. That video clip uh, we actually put up on our Twitter account, at The Mac Reports. Uh, it is, as of this afternoon, up over a million views. Uh, that, of course, in response to a technical foul that was called uh, on Gallo late in that Georgetown game the other night. Georgetown won 69-67, kind of a controversial technical. Uh, and and there, were other, there were others in there, too. Uh, Jordan Durkak took a charge after a Georgetown basket that they reviewed and somehow still didn't call a foul. But anyway, (laughs) I told people uh, when we dropped yesterday's episode to be on the lookout for this potential bonus episode. So we are back today uh, with Joe Gallo. We'll talk to him in just a couple of seconds. Uh, But it just, the travel didn't work out and, and the timing of these games was a little weird this week where men's basketball played on Wednesday. So it didn't make sense to talk to Coach Gallo until uh, after that Georgetown game, they were traveling back from Georgetown yesterday. Men's hockey played on Friday, so we needed to get the, the Boric interview out on Thursday for so it was out ahead of the Friday hockey game. Basketball plays Lowell tomorrow on Saturday, so the timing of it wasn't great. We were trying to, to make it all work, but uh, I figured a, a special two-part bonus episode here would work today. Uh, we catch up with Joe Gallo talking about the Georgetown game, uh, all their early season games. We preview the Lowell game coming up this weekend and more. So let's get right to it with the head coach of the Merrimack men's basketball program, Joe Gallo. All right, here with the head coach of the Merrimack men's basketball team, Joe Gallo. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great. It's uh, been a lot of travel time. I'm glad the month of November is uh, is over here, and you know, still a few more trips left. But at least we 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 do have a couple of home games here in December. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> we were talking about that the last time. What does that do to uh, your practice schedule? It's got to kind of disrupt that a little bit, I would think, with some flights and, and everything else. It does. It's tough. You got to really um, capitalize on the little time you do have because you're spending so much time. Basically, there, there's so many games and such a small amount of time early on here that it's hard to kind of stop and work on things you need to work on. Um, but we we had some... We had some great practices when we got back from the uh, Alabama trip leading up to Georgetown um, that I kind of think helped kind of build some momentum into the way we played at, at Georgetown. And, and hopefully that continues. But, yeah, it is it is tough. Forty five minutes here, hour there, different gyms, different places, um, just kind of trying to get better every day. And then the little amount of time you have when when you go from a trip like that, where you're you spent all last weekend in Alabama and then you come back, you get a couple of days and it's a pretty quick turnaround. And here it is on a. Wednesday night, you're going to Georgetown. How much time do you have to look at the next opponent? Is it really just like a couple of days before? Because I imagine you can't be looking too far ahead. Yeah, I personally don't look at it until that game before is over. Um, but it's, you know, a good thing having a good staff. You know, we have actually three guys that split up all the scouts, right? So they can they can get ahead um, while everyone else could kind of focus on on the game that night. So, you know, usually as soon as a game ends, uh, whichever assistant you know had that scout for the next game they already have the, the edit done and the scout done and it's you know either handed to me or emailed to me um, and then we start going on the next one either you know that night or sometimes we, we sleep on it and get going that next morning obviously uh, you guys had a an eventful game out of georgetown the other night but game of runs too like you know they went up in the first half you guys were able to kind of close the gap going into halftime and then started the second half uh early in that second half i think it was a 15-0 run uh to take the lead uh we obviously you had to have been happy with the way that second half started for sure and also less foul i mean i know they had a couple of fouls from three-point shots in the first half which kind of gave them some extra looks from the line uh but really it seemed like you guys turned up the heat there in the second half yeah, we did. We even we defended really well early. We just couldn't make a shot ourselves, you know. And I think then they there was a couple even fouls that kind of stopped the momentum um, in the first half as well. I mean, if if we didn't foul them um, or not foul them, uh, they had a really time a uh, hard time sc scoring on us. So the defense um, these last couple games is finally getting to you know our standard. And and as you know from watching us. You know, it's such a unique style. These guys, you know, your new guys have never played it before. Um, so our defense is always at its best come, you know, late December, early January when it needs to be. So um, it's finally getting to where, you know, it's it's starting to look like a lot like how our defense has looked in the past. And obviously, I mean, I know there were some fouls there on the three-point shots, but that's one of the things you guys want to take away, right? Is you, want to, you want to try to take away those three-point shots as much as you can. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to take away threes. Um, you know, we got to do a little bit better job i guess with our hands um but you know for for the most part we're, we're trying to be aggressive and take away those three-point shots um a couple of them were a little bit unfortunate i'm not sure if they actually were fouls to be honest with you but uh we'll, we'll live with it and we'll move on um with since the last time we've talked you had jordan durkak go down missed about well missed one full game right about a game and a half because he went down early in that main game um yeah. And then comes back, misses the Ohio State game, comes back. But it also gave some guys an opportunity to kind of step up, it felt like, too. Uh, I know I, I heard what you had to say about Bud Clark after the game at Georgetown the other night. Uh, I was curious if you could expand on that because he was one of those guys. Him and him and Savage spe specifically seemed like uh, they really stepped up in the the game and a half there that Durkak was out. Yeah, those two. And I, and I thought um, Jalen Stinson as well. Yeah. You know, 
we gave him an opportunity to to um, you know get some more minutes there. That'll be uh, invaluable for us, you know, moving forward because you know we're trying to keep those three guards at the top of the zone. You know, just for us, position we go by where they play in our defense. So you know, Durkak and Stinson and um, Bud are the three guys up top, and they got to do a lot of running around. They got to be in great condition. Um, so for Jay to get those minutes um, and, and get you know a lot more experience up there early, it's really going to you know, pay off moving forward. And, and uh, yeah, Bud's been great. You know, I don't think if if no if someone didn't look at a roster and you just watch this play, no one would have any idea that he's a freshman just from you know how poised he is. Doesn't show a whole lot of emotion up or down. He's just kind of the same kind of cool cat um night in and night out so, so you know he's gonna just continue to get better i mean he's you know his first uh two of his first eight games are on the road at ohio state on the road at georgetown uh he's played in one home game in eight games um as a you know 19 year old kid uh so he's just going to continue to get better is there like a a secret sauce to find them guards or something because you you guys have always seemed to do it uh with that that freshman guard that comes in to make an impact it's it's kind of crazy like the, the amount of of guys that have come through early on, like early, early on in their career uh, and made an impact the same way that, that Clark's been able to do here in the first quarter of this year. Yeah, I think we've um, just as a staff done a really good job, you know, evaluating that, you know, always got to add a little bit of luck in there. You know, you never sure, know these yeah. as, as good, but I think, you know, one thing is I think we have no problem uh, taking an undersized guard. Right. And I think there's a lot of programs out there that, just because you're, you know, Javon Bennett and you're Bud Clark and you're not five and you're five ten on a on a good day, you know, some people are going to cross you off the list immediately, right? And I think I, I actually disagree with that. I think there's a lot of bang for the buck in these small guards. You know, some people will take a bigger guy just because oh he's got size. I think he's got some skill, um, and then those guys don't always pan out. You know, these guys have been. Uh, underdogs their whole lives they've been you know fighting for everything they've ever had to do on a basketball court um and you could see it when they're out there i mean they, they don't back down from anybody obviously the, the last time we spoke you were still waiting on a decision on malik and mean and his waiver uh yeah. got the decision a couple of weeks ago that uh, he was going to have to wait the year i know you, you guys were prepared for that he was prepared for that uh, does that do anything in terms of uh, lineup shifts or changes or is it i mean it's pretty much been pretty consistent and he hasn't been available since the start of the year anyway so i imagine it wouldn't change much no, it's it's what we plan for. Um, you know, to be honest, if he was playing, we'd probably have to do a little bit to, to get everybody some more minutes, right? Maybe yeah. even move Dirk Act to the wing or something like that. But you know, we have a you know, it gets a little bit stressy when one of those guys go down the way Dirk did, because we are a little bit thin in the backcourt, um, with Malik not getting it. But as as long as everybody's healthy, um, you know, we have a pretty good rotation going. You know, Malik's at peace with the decision. He's working his butt off doing, you know, extra workouts uh, every day with Javaris Hayes. Um, and now he's got two years left um, to kind of extend his career as a, as an older guy. So, you know, he's in a good place. We're in a good place. Um, decision was unfortunate. At this point, it took so long. We didn't even, you know, we don't want to miss an eight, nine games and then playing anyway. Exactly. Um, yeah. We kinda, you know, we kind of knew three weeks ago we, we prepared for this, that we just were not going to have him. Uh, how have you felt about the the impact of the guys up front too? I mean, Diallo and Atumno seem to be the, the the two guys that have played at least the starting minutes. But O'Connell gets in there. I know he played. I think O'Connell played a lot of minutes the other night. Uh, McCoy obviously in there as well. Uh, just the impact they've had specifically defensively. I mean, I think Atumno is one of the, the the better guys in the country as far as blocks go at this point in the year. Yeah, he's been um, 
you know, a, a pleasant surprise. You know, we knew he'd eventually get there, but he right now is anchoring that back line um, as good as anyone we had. And he's he's just, you know, he didn't really play last year. He got in a handful of games, didn't play a whole lot of minutes. You know, he had two five block games um, in our Alabama trip. Um, and then, you know, Jacob O'Connell at seven feet tall, there's something he's doing back there to change shots because right now we're like top 25, top 30 in the country in, in two point uh, percentage defense, right? So whatever those guys are doing back there, they're making people miss. Um, Samba, he's been awesome. He, we we haven't had a guy like him. Um, he's someone you can never call a single play for. And then 28 minutes later, he just has nine points and six rebounds just from his activity and how hard he plays. Um, he's a added bonus, especially when you play these, these uh, you know, these up games. He's just as strong as physical as anyone we played against. Yeah, and that seems to be the biggest thing, right? It just feels like, from maybe comparing to the last or the, or the first couple of years as a D one program, there's just there's more size on this team than there's been on other teams for sure. I mean, yeah. in terms of guys that are rotating in that are at or close to seven feet, that just didn't exist in 2019. No, even when, even you know when we played Georgetown, Ohio State, and we line up for the jump ball, it, it's not a whole lot of difference anymore with some of the size we have. I mean, even Brian is. Um, so we played eight games. And we had the one overtime game. So he's had nine jump balls. He's nine and oh in jump balls. Is he really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I know when we talked a few years ago, even that was one of the biggest, one of the biggest things early on that was going to kind of differentiate the, the, from where you guys were at to kind of where you needed to be. And now there is just, there seems to be some depth there, you know, when, when it comes to size. Uh, looking ahead, uh, I'm sure you're happy to get home here and play in a couple of home games. Still, you still got to yeah. go on the road a little bit, like you said. But um, coming up with with Lowell at home this weekend on Saturday, and a, a big home game, a home game in general, but also a game against a, a Lowell team that I know is playing really well and has uh, has beaten some good teams and and is almost undefeated if if it weren't yeah. for uh, you know two points there at the end against Arizona State. Yeah, they really should be undefeated. I think they were up six with maybe 30 seconds to go. Um, yeah, they're a really good team. These last, um, you know, they were always good uh, offensively throughout the years. And these last two years, they've become a really, really tough team to score on. Um, physical, they play um, like kind of two traditional bigs. They play a, like a four and a five. Uh, they have a point guard uh, who's playing as well as anybody in the country right now. Um, so it's going to be a, it's going to be a battle. You know, both teams are aggressive both teams have some athletes you know there'll be a lot of uh grabbing and holding and bumping and uh one of those you know it'll be like a, a street fight type of game but you know we've we've prepared well um you know we feel good about our game plan and you know they'll be coming to us which is which is always a bonus uh in terms of some of these 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 games you played against you know georgetown and you got florida and cincinnati coming up and uh uh, do those games, I mean, it, it puts you into, into a different building and sometimes puts you in a different geographic area. Uh, I know with Georgetown, like you guys recruit heavily down in that area anyway, but uh, with some of these other games, do you think it may open opportunities to to look at some players in those areas? Do, does it help at all? Or is it more of a, Hey, we want to stick with where we, where we have been good as, as far as recruiting grounds go. Um, we're, you know, we, we have areas that we obviously know more than, more than others, but we're open to everywhere. And I think it does open it up a little bit. You know, you, you play good on the road on Ohio state and there's a high school coach in the, in the stands or something that maybe emails you when you get back. Um, but I just think with social media now and everyone on the internet all the time, I mean, just the schedule we play, regardless of, um, where, where the games are, um, our attractive to kids like we always tell kids like 
you know, we play our tough part in the first half, right? So you're going to get a chance to, you're going to come here and get a chance to win your league every year. And then in the, in the non-conference, you're going to put yourself up against, you know, some of the better teams around the country. So, you know, I think just, that's why we went with a lot of like big name brand recognition, the Florida, the Cincinnati, uh, Ohio state, Georgetown, you know, those are our names that everybody knows regardless of where you're from. I would, I would think too, it, I mean, those programs with the agreements they have from a media standpoint, get those games on TV and it's kind of free exposure that you know, you don't really have to, <laughs> you don't really have to pay for whether on, whether on big 10 network or FS one, like I would imagine that type of exposure has to help too. Yeah. I mean, the other night that's like a free, you know, two and a half hour infomercial for Merrimack, yeah. especially when you can play well and have a lead and, you know, tie game with a couple minutes to go and, um, you know, people start tweeting about it, then people start clicking on that channel. And I think it's it's huge, especially when they are on TV. You think you've learned something about this group too? I mean, in terms of just that Ohio State game uh through the middle of the second half, you know, you know, was was definitely a close game. The Georgetown game close right down to the wire. Uh is there do you learn something about the group in terms of like, hey, there's no fear in this group going up against teams like that? I mean, because it can be intimidating, I'm sure. A bigger building and just the, the name value of, oh, we're going to play Georgetown tonight or we're going to play Ohio State. Uh, but there was there was no back down, you know, from from that from your group in either of those two games. No, and this is a uh yeah, you didn't you didn't see any nerves or any of those wide eyes you see sometimes when you're on the road in these big gyms. Um yeah, it's a tough, tough, resilient crew. I think it helps because um, you know, good amount of returners. And then, you know, the guys we brought in, they're, they're older, Jacob O'Connell, fifth year guy, um, Sama Diallo, sixth year guy, right. The only really young guy that plays is Bud Clark and he's well beyond his years. You know, uh, we bring Jordan McCoy off the bench. He's been here for five years, you know, Jalen Stillen, Stinson comes off the bench, you know, he played in 18 minutes a game and 31, 32 games last year for a team that won a championship. So, you know, in past years, sometimes you go to the bench and you you worry about it because it's usually your youth. Um, we kind of almost get older when we go to the bench. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's kind of funny how that's worked out. Uh, all right, Coach. Well, hey, thanks again for the time. Good luck this weekend, and we'll catch up again soon. All right, thanks again for tuning into this special bonus episode of the Mac Report Podcast. Thanks to Coach Gallo for sake, taking some time today. Uh, Merrimack men's hockey, they play BU tonight at Lawler Arena, 730. Merrimack women's basketball played this morning against UC Riverside, so this is the first time that they're going to host two games in one day at Lawler. Women's basketball in there this morning, men's basketball in there this evening. Excuse me, men's hockey in there this evening. Tomorrow, tomorrow night, men's basketball taking on Lowell at 7 o'clock at Lawler. That's a big home game for the Warriors and men's basketball with their first home game against a D1 opponent this year and against a really good Lowell team that uh, beat Georgia Tech earlier in the year and almost beat Arizona State. And if they did, they'd be 6-0. Instead, they're 5-1. and uh, So that's a big one coming up at Lawler tomorrow night. Uh, good luck to both those teams. Hope you enjoy the games this weekend, and we will talk to you next week on the Mac Report Podcast.